This podcast is a presentation of Nags Head Church. Stay tuned and find us online at nagsheadchurch.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nags Head Church. Again, welcome to Nags Head Church, especially to those of you who are guests today. We're delighted to have you um, join with us here today. Um, you, a few years ago, I have a friend in Southern California who um, her church was part of something that her pastor called the Kingdom Assignment. And uh, he did something that we did three months ago today. Three months ago today, he called for some volunteers from his congregation to come and stand at the front not knowing why they were coming. And then he gave each of them a $100 bill. And he had just taught on a parable in the New Testament about taking what God gives you and investing it in the kingdom. And he said, now go and invest. And you're gonna come back in 90 days and tell us what happened. And my friend did this and she was kinda, she became, if I can say it this way, the, the poster child of that whole thing because her $100 investment turned into purchasing a home, a building and property in Orange County, California, if you can imagine how expensive that would be and becoming a, um, a home for, uh, for abused women and their children. She was on the Oprah show and she was on, in magazines and, and she was a friend of mine from high school. And, uh, and so I found out about that and she said, well here, our pastor wrote the stories in a book and she gave me a copy of the book and I read it. I said, we have to do that at Nags Head Church. That is amazing. So three months ago, I taught on this, this parable and, and then when I got done, I said, I need some volunteers. And in each of our gatherings, I asked for five people and they didn't know why they were coming. And they were given a copy of a book called The Kingdom Assignment and inside the book was a $100 bill. And we said, now go, invest it in the kingdom. Let's find out what God will do through you. And they did that. Uh, we went through several things in that parable that Sunday, lessons that I wanna just kind of go through real quickly this morning. So if you're taking notes, we're not gonna linger. Uh, they're gonna be the sermon. They're gonna come up and tell you what God did. And that's gonna be the sermon this morning. But we found that we've, that we've each been given equal opportunities to invest in the kingdom. All of us who are believers have been given, listen to this, equal opportunities to invest in the kingdom. Cry of our land, the cry of our culture today is, something, is all about equality. Well, God is all about that as well when it comes to his kingdom, isn't he? Each of us have been given equal opportunities to invest in his kingdom. How do you know that from that parable? All 10 of the people that, all the, all the people in the parable and all 10 of our folks got an equal amount. All given the same amount. We've each been, number two, been given the same instructions. And the king's instruction to his servants was now, until I return, I'm going off to another country to receive authority over this kingdom. But when I return, until I return, I want you to engage, engage in business until I come back. And the business is his business. The business is not ours, it's his. And these folks will tell you, I'm sure if you talk to them afterwards, I had no idea when I began what I was gonna do. I had to ask God, God, what is it that you want me to do? Engage in his business. Number three, we will each give an account of how we use what Christ has given to us. And they're going to come this morning and they're going to give an account to Nags Head Church. The money that they gave was God's money that people had given through Nags Head Church to the Lord. So we said, here's God's money. You come back and give account to God's people. And they're doing that uh, today. And of course, we know as believers, we will all stand before one day, Jesus Christ at the judgment seat of Christ and give an account of how we lived our lives before him. 
Number four, we'll be either rewarded at that judgment or we will suffer loss of rewards for how we serve. 1 Corinthians 3, 14 and 15 says, if anyone's work that he has built survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, it will be lost, but he will be saved. Yet it will be like an escape through fire. I hope none of you lost your $100 bill. I hope not. It didn't get burned up or anything like that, all right? Well, I hope nobody gets up this morning and says, my dog ate my $100, you know? <laughs> that won't work today, Chad, all right? It worked, it worked in third grade, but not today. All right. We'll be rewarded. Number five, the rewards will be in the kingdom, ruling and reigning with Christ. To those who are faithful servants, he's going to say, okay, I'm going to give you this part of my kingdom and that part of my kingdom and this city and that, and you're going to help me reign and rule over this world. 2 Timothy 2, verse 12, Paul writes, and says, if we endure, we will also reign with him. And he understood, Paul did this truth about the kingdom being a time of reward for faithfulness to Christians. And that part of that reward is to serve Jesus in the kingdom by being given authority over this world as part of the royal family. Number six, and here's, here's one I hope that really sticks with you and me today. If we waste our lives, Christians, if we waste our opportunities, we'll receive no reward in the kingdom. Now, the kingdom in this parable and what we're talking about is not talking about eternal life. It's not saying if you waste your opportunities as a Christian, you won't go to heaven. That's not it at all. You'll be there and you'll be watching the kingdom and all that's going in on it. But it's about eternal rewards. It's the kingdom that this parable is about. And that's not earned by your works. Uh, eternal life is not, I should say. And there are two places, we believe here at Nagsad Church, two places where we should put our investment. Two places. Place number one is within his family, within the church. I invest in God's family through my ministry, through my discipleship, through sharing my resources. I invest in his family right here, our spiritual gifts that he gives us. You read Paul's writing in Corinthians and so forth. Spiritual gifts are given to you and to me to build up the church, to serve him, to serve one another in the body of Christ. And then the second place that we invest is in the world, outside the church. And we do that through evangelism and through missions. So, as I said, I asked for five volunteers. They had no idea what they were volunteering for, but they came up in each gathering, 10 total, ready to do, I guess, whatever. I appreciate volunteers, don't you? Those of you who are in the military learned, don't ever volunteer, and uh, these folks did. Um, and each one of them was given that $100 bill, and they were told on July the 9th, you're gonna come back and you're gonna share three months. We did this in April. You're going to come back in July and share what God did. So well, that's what we're going to do today. Uh, two of our, our kingdom assignment folks, one is in Pennsylvania, has moved back to Pennsylvania. He's not even here anymore, but he went through with the kingdom assignment. We'll see him. And also uh, uh, the first one, you're going to see Jane Gray. Jane works a job out in Charlotte or somewhere, and she's a nurse. And so she said, I'm, I'm working that weekend. I said, make us a video. Right? I love the videos, by the way. Right? Let's start with Jane. 90 days ago, um, Rick called um, his, some partners up to the altar for a project that he had. Um, this project was called Kingdom Assignment. And what this involves is we got $100 and this book, and it wasn't the church's money, it was God's money. Um, 
we were supposed to use this money to um, encourage other people. Uh, I prayed about what my kingdom assignment would be, and I decided to stay locally. And I just and I um, chose a Creative Choices Pregnancy Resource Center. Uh, I am a nurse, so I've been 18 years in labor and delivery, so I understand um, this program and how it helps. Um, they are a pro-life ministry. Um, they do uh, emergency aid. They do pregnancy testing, confidential peer counseling, community referrals, adoption referrals, uh, parenting and nursing programs, and they do free ultrasounds. Statistically, 92% of the girls who do get an ultrasound early in their pregnancy will keep the child because they see uh, that there is a human life in there. Um, on their website, uh, they said, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choices that you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. And this is Deuteronomy 30, 19. Um, we did a drive, a diaper drive. We got some bibs. Um, we have some quilts, which my mom made for me. Uh, we got some clothing. Um, they do accept new clothing. Uh, diapers in size uh, newborn to two, wipes. Um, in order to help Creative Choices Pregnancy, you can pray for them. Um, you can volunteer at the center. You can mentor the girls, donate money and um, goods. You can donate goods to their thrift store. Um, their thrift store is located in Nags at 4711 uh, Croatian Highway. The Creative Choices Pregnancy number is 441-1818. They will welcome any assistance that they can get. And I'm hoping that um, by donating all this, that it would encourage um, the girls to uh, have, uh, have uh, some, some faith that that um, people are watching out for them and caring for them and the community support. Um, we raised a hundred dollars, uh, I mean we raised two hundred dollars um, in cash uh, for gift cards um, and we uh, thank you very much. Hi, I'm Lori. And for my kingdom assignment, um, I wanted to raise awareness and help for a little boy named Devin Williams. He's local, and he has Batten disease, and it's fatal. I'll read you a little bit about Batten. Batten disease is a fatal inherited disorder of the nervous system that typically begins in childhood. Early symptoms of the disorder usually appear between the ages of 5 and 10 years old. When parents and physicians may notice a previously normal child has begun to develop vision problems and seizures. In some cases, the early signs are subtle, taking the form of personality and behavior changes. Slow learning, clumsiness, and stumbling. Over time, affected children suffer cognitive impairment, worsening seizures, and progressive loss of sight and motor, school, motor skills. Excuse me. Eventually, children with Batten disease become blind, bedridden, and demented. Batten disease is often fatal by the late teens. We have put together um, the Outer Banks fishing tournament at Avalon Pier. All the proceeds will go to help Devin. It's $20 to fish for the month. There's wonderful prizes the community has donated. 
We have a local captain who's donated an offshore fishing trip. The raffle tickets for that are $20 a piece. Uh, two businesses made t-shirts for this, and we're well on our way of over $10,000 in gifts. Hi, I'm Tilly. I'm Rachel. Um, for our kingdom assignment, we wanted, knew that we wanted to do something to help children in the Dare County school system that have special needs. Um, having a son and a brother who is on the autism spectrum um, really helps us to realize the importance that um, special education classrooms play in our school system here in Dare County. And learning to read is an essential skill for all people. Um, special needs kids don't always learn to read the way most of us do. So the Sonday system is basically a multi-sensory phonics-based reading program, and um, it's designed specifically for special needs children who struggle with reading and reading comprehension. And Dare County Schools would like to implement this within the special education department. The problem is funding. Like so many other issues within the school system, there's only so much money to go around. So the cost for the Sunday system per classroom, um, for each EC classroom to have that program, it costs just under $1,000 to provide all of the materials for each classroom. Um, right now, the, the Exceptional Children's Program in Dare County School serves 281 children in elementary and middle school. That's not the high school level. Um, within that group, only about 20% of those children are proficient in reading. It's a real problem. So since we started our kingdom assignment three months ago, we raised just over $1,000, which is enough to fund the program for one exceptional children's classroom. But there are still 14 classrooms that need the program, the, the set and the teacher training, and that, again, is about $1,000 per classroom. So our hope is that groups and organizations and um, individuals will realize the importance of the needs of these children and see how important it is to provide specialized learning for them at their level starting at an early age. And we're hoping that everyone here will share this with their friends, their neighbors, their coworkers, um, for our visitors that are here. Um, maybe you can find out if this is something that's needed in your hometown um, because I'm pretty sure that it is. Um, as far as what the kingdom assignment has done for me personally, it's, you know, I've always known that God had a plan for my life and everyone's life, uh, but we have choices within that as to what we do with it. Um, having a special needs child has opened up a lot of things for me. Has it been hard? Yes. But the fact that um, I've learned from it and maybe I can share it with others and help other parents um, is, is very rewarding to me. And for me, I think when I got this assignment, I kind of started pre-planning in my head, God, what do you want me to do? God, what do you want me to do? And tried to take it into my own hands at first. And um, God really has just been continually teaching me that um, the plans that he has for me and that for each of us are so much greater than any plan that we could ever make for ourselves. And he's just been really showing me the importance of trusting him with everything that I have every day. So we hope you, um, if you feel led to do so, we hope you'll help us. Good morning. I'm Chad Hardison, and uh, for my kingdom assignment, uh, originally, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. 
I did know that I wanted to do something in Terrell County, and uh, that's the next county over for you guys who don't know. Um, it's also the county I live in. Um, around the same time, my wife came home and told me about a student in the high school there whose house collapsed, and she didn't have her basic needs for school the next day. Um, I was pretty tempted to just take the 100 bucks and say, here, you know, do whatever the heck you want to do with it, um, to meet your needs, you know, I mean, and then give a little more. But I knew it would kind of end there, and also knew there were several other people who were helping this child meet uh, the needs they had. Um, so I was talking with Travis at church one Sunday morning, and he told me about Project Care for Kids, which is a project that Nags Head Church does and his small group had done, where they uh, create bags, book bags, duffel bags for foster kids. Um, that uh, The state can then give those bags to kids who go into foster care. Um, so I talked to DSS in Terrell County and adopted a, somewhat of a version of that. I took the $100, um, bought book bags, uh, blankets, supplies uh, for, I did four bags, two for younger kids, boy and a girl, two for older kids, age-specific items, gender-specific items. Um, gave them to DSS, and they can distribute them how they see fit. You know, they can, if there's a kid who has, uh, it goes into uh, foster care, they can use it that way. If there's a kid who experiences a natural disaster, needs immediate needs um, they can have something to take and get them through a couple days to go to school and uh, meet their needs that way um, i'd also wanted to I mean, i'm going to keep that going they're going to contact me if they need more bags uh, i wanted to kind of do something to try to keep some missions going in terrell county so i actually contacted a church there in columbia and uh, let them know what i was doing um, told them they're if they wanted to they're welcome to jump on board with what I had going on, or if they wanted to do a kingdom assignment in their church, um, I got them the information. There's a chance they think I'm crazy because I didn't know this guy very well, so I gave him your um, information, Pastor Rick, and so he can contact you if he has any questions on that. But um, for me personally, I tend to be very busy this time of the year, and uh, and I, I tend to have tunnel vision and kind of think about what I'm doing and, and work and, and that kind of thing, but this forced me to step outside of that that world and, and think about my community and um, gave me an opportunity to serve uh, the community I live in. So, yep. Hi, my name is Erica Rohrbacher. I expected my husband to be up here, not me. So um, I'd kind of jotted down a few notes uh, for uh, what we did with our kingdom assignment money as a couple and as a family. Um, so hopefully I don't seem too nervous. Um, so I am someone who used to manage the American Camp Association, um, like summer camps for kids. And so when um, Errol and I were talking about some things, uh, you know, I saw some, some things about uh, there was a, an organization that was sending foster care kids to camp, um, you know, and they were raising money for that. And I thought, oh, what a great idea. Um, what we ended up doing with our kingdom assignment money was actually our church had put up on the bulletin board um, a need to meet uh, funding for our kids to go to a local camp here, a Christian camp. Um, and I thought, oh, that's it. Um, so we actually gave our $100 to our church to um, supply summer camp um, funding for some of our local kids to go. And, um, you know, I felt like that was a, a great use of the money because one, my husband actually came to faith at summer camp, um, at a Christian summer camp. So 
I know that these camps make an impact, not only because I managed the American Camp Association for a while and, and learned what a difference camp makes in kids' lives, um, not only personally, but then spiritually, um, if you send them to a Christian camp. So that's what we did. But the, the biggest impact that the Kingdom Assignment actually had on our lives um, came from the process of volunteering. Um, volunteering for things uh, has actually... Um, changed our lives a couple of times. Um, Errol and I volunteered, uh, gosh, it's been probably nine years ago, um, for a mission trip to Bulgaria. Um, I had no idea where that was. Um, I actually had had a dream about going to Bulgaria, and I woke up one morning, and Errol, um, I told him about my dream, and I said, I was in this place called Bulgaria. Well, then the next Sunday, we went to church, and they were telling about the different mission trips coming for the next summer. And um, one of those places was Bulgaria. And I said, oh, well, I guess we're going. <laughs> so we did. And um, when we came back from that trip, we were different people. Um, you know, we had volunteered for this thing, not knowing what in the world, where are we going? You know, what are we going to be doing? And um, when we came back, we actually both had entered seminary. Um, and we learned more um, about our God, and we learned more about our faith. And um, what's ended up happening is over the next seven years, Errol went to seminary, and last May he graduated. Um, and then we were sitting in the back with our brand-new baby boy who we adopted, and there's this opportunity to volunteer here. And, oh, my gosh, Lewis raised his hand. <laughs> So we thought, okay, well, I guess we're going. Um, this is just kind of how things go for us. So we came up here not knowing what in the world um, we were going to be doing. Um, and what's ended up happening is it's created this discussion in our household about, well, what are we going to do beyond this? This is not just about the $100. This is the kingdom assignment. The kingdom is something that is forever. What are we going to do with our family? What are we going to do with our lives that's actually going to invest in the kingdom? And um, through our discussions, my husband has actually come to um, a realization that he is to go into full-time ministry. Um, and it's within a church, a local church. Um, you know, he wants to actually um, become a full-time pastor within a church. And it's only because of this kingdom assignment um, that we've actually realized that. So if you ever have an opportunity to volunteer, raise your hand, because you never know what God might have for you. Okay. Hi, everybody. Nice Head Church. This is John Farnath. I'm reporting in on my kingdom assignment. And we're here in Pennsylvania. That was kind of one of the hardest things for us to do was to get this all done while we were in all this transition from North Carolina back up to PA. I did get another church involved up here that we went to down in New Kensington, and uh, they are praying for our soldiers also along with you guys. And we were blessed enough to get 26 boxes to send to our troops over in Bulgaria. Now, Sherry and I are getting ready to send these out. She was a great help. She helped do a lot of the stuff in this project. Um, it was a challenge because when you put that stuff out on social media and you're trying to collect money, you get negative feedback sometimes, and uh, Satan had his little hand in there too. But overall, the $100 that we, uh, I was entrusted with, that God gave to me, we ended up getting $1,342 worth of stuff. 
I want to thank Larry for making the coins that were given to the troops that they can keep on them as a testimony that God is with them at all times. And I want to thank all you who helped out too. Um, there was a good outpouring of love and, and sharing from the church. So this project was life-changing in a sense. Um, and, and I was hoping to get a little bit more for them, but God provided what he did, and I'm blessed to have that. And uh, thank you guys for involving me in your church. And any time that I'm down there, I will definitely stop in and say hi. So you guys take care, and if you ever want to get in touch with me, my email is jumper, J-M-P-R, farneth, at gmail.com. And I can keep you posted on uh, either CCB or the church uh, Facebook page. Have a blessed day, and take care. Hi, my name is Buddy Newell. I want to begin with, um, if you, and I'm sure some of these individuals found that if you try to take a stand and do something good to um, invest your time in God's work, you become much like an officer on a battlefield. You become a target for the, for the enemy. And um, I know I've experienced a lot of attacks since taking on this, but... Um, Greater is he who is inside of me than he who is in the world. Um, so <clears throat> I was flooded with a bunch of ideas when I first got into this. I got a little overwhelmed, a little stressed out because I think really big. You know, I wanted to be a rock star and a professional basketball player when I was a teenager. So I've always been like really ambitious. But um I was already planning on doing a presentation probably a month before I even had this. I talked to Rick about coming up and um, presenting something on um, Compassion International, which is a group, a nonprofit group that helps people in impoverished areas all around the world. Um, you can sponsor children through them. And um, as various as list of different ways you can give and every year I try to look on there and just see different things and uh, one of them is uh, through helping people in areas that are stricken with um, water um, where waterborne illness is really uh, prevalent uh, where children die on a regular basis just because of the water they drink being um, diseased but um so for $79, you could buy a water filter that could filter up to a million gallons of water, which pretty much provided clean water for life for one family. So I decided to, to share that with the church and to take $79 out of the uh, 100 that I had and put it toward uh, water filters to go to these areas. Um, one thing that I read is uh, when these water filters hit the areas, the people see them as miracles from God, and um, one, church, one pastor said that um, he saw, um, uh, what are they called, baptisms. Baptisms increased exponentially after having these water filters um, in these areas. So people um, were coming to, coming to believe in Jesus, not just have clean water. And um, so I shared it with the church, and I was able to raise about $2,700 Provided about, 
um, 35 families with clean, clean water for life and hopefully with eternal life. Um, and much like Erica said about the uh, being a uh, lifelong thing, I took the $21 that's left and just pinned it on the wall right beside my bed as a reminder uh, when I look at it to remember that I'm not done investing. I've always got something um, in play so that I should always be doing something toward God's kingdom. So just wanted to share that with you. Thank you. Hello, we're the lads. Um, when we uh, got this kingdom assignment, we were fortunate enough to kind of already have an idea. Um, as you know, or as a lot of you might know, we live in Hyde County and commute here to the church every week. So when we moved out there, we started a small group with uh, mainly uh, some of our f local friends out there and family. Um, we all go to different churches. So for a while, we have been talking about um, a need for a youth group out there. There's about 42 churches in the county, and all of them, there's probably an average attendance of about 15. This is not really anything for the teenage youth out there. So what started out as an idea ended up turning into a reality. Um, we came to church one Sunday. Pastor Rick was talking about investing in this kingdom assignment. We stood up and kind of took the $100 as our motivation to get started and stop talking and actually doing something. So from there, we started talking to local pastors. We started talking to the education system. We got a lot of support, and um, it turned out you know, to be we had no idea how to start a youth group and especially a community-based one not based through any one church out there we wanted to leave it open for everybody so we could reach as many people as possible we ended up we've got money donated we've started a not-for-profit it's called hide youth discovering um eternity we were donated a, a senior center building free of charge to house our students and, um, and the amenities and a kitchen so that we can um, feed them because food brings a herd. So, yeah. um, yep. We so we pretty much got all the legality balls and rolling. We had to get you know liability insurance and all these different things that we didn't think of it uh, before. So it's come to the point where, so far, we've taken the hundred dollars and grown it to about fifteen hundred. But it'll be obviously ongoing, ever growing. Um, you know, we'll have to, you know, pay for insurance every year and things like that. All of it's volunteer-based. You know, we will be leading along with the members in our small group who are helping out. We'll be providing them with music and teaching each week. And, you know, hopefully reaching the lives of our youth in the county and helping them to discover life in Christ. And eventually we'd like it to grow into something that would be more student-led but um our community also had gotten hit um pretty hard emotionally with a loss of a couple of teens young adults and um god really spoke to us you know it's it can happen to any of us and we know it's a big problem in a lot of communities you know with drug addiction and different things like that and it hits home really hard when you see it happen to the young people and 
God's calling you to reach out to these people. And, um, you know, so it just helps motivate you. And we definitely see, you know, the purpose in what we're doing. And that's one of the ways it's changed us is to, you know, learn. See how God moves. See him move. And follow with him. Allow him to make you bold and courageous and to, you know, because it's scary sometimes to step out there and reach out to people that you don't normally um, reach out to. But um, And the volunteer thing is true. I stood up <laughs> that Sunday that Rick brought the chemo assignment and stuck my foot right in my mouth. <laughs> and I have ended up on this stage in front of all you guys, and I am grateful that we took the assignment. It has grown us as human beings, yeah, as a family, and um, it has tremendously helped our community. So, we thank you all for your time. I'm Laura Gilreath, and if you know me, you know that I love kids, and so I thought for certain I would be doing something with youth for my kingdom assignment, but I kept throwing out ideas, and I talked to a couple of people, and I really couldn't get anything to come together, so um, I still had this idea in the back of my head that I knew a lady that I was working with at school had done before, and so finally one morning, I was like, I'm just going to talk to her, and I'm going to do this, so I got up with Miss Sylvia, and you'll probably see her in some of the pictures here, and to do some chemo care bags, because, you know, a lot of people are touched by cancer. Um, my family definitely has been touched by cancer, and chemo is a hard thing to come, you know, to go through. It's very scary. So these bags were something that chemo patients could get on their first trip there, and they would have some items in them that would really, like, bring them some comfort, things for them to do while they sit through the chemo. Um, so that's what we did, and I did a Facebook shout-out pretty much. We got together a list of things. Um, I'd gotten permission from my police department that I was with at the time to do some stuff there. We got permission at school to do some things, and so we kind of just threw it out there. So oddly enough, you know, when I say that, you never know why you, you do these things that you do. I threw it out there on a Saturday, and my mother, who had had cancer, passed away that Sunday following. And um, so I was like, well, I guess this is, you know, kind of how all this comes to a point. Um, and part of her memorial was we didn't want to do flowers or anything like that. And my brother, who is not a churchgoer, came to me and he said, aren't you doing something with chemo bags? And I said, yeah, I am. And he said, well, why don't we do that? Can we do, you know, if you don't want to send flowers or anything like that, have donations go to there. I said, well, sure, we can do that. If you're down with that, I'm down with that too. So um, that's what we did. And um, so through all the, you know, shout-outs and everything that has happened, our goal, Miss Sylvia and I, was to do 30 bags. Um, we ended up with 63 bags, um, probably up to about $2,500 is where we're at. So we delivered 41 here, I think, to OB OBH, and the rest um, Greenville to Eastern Radiology because that's where my mom had her treatments and some people from home I know had donated some money, so I wanted to kind of give back to that community as well as this community. Um, and oddly enough, we'd set a date, and we'd said we need all the stuff in by this date. We're going to get together, wham, bam, and get it done. Well, um, about two weeks after that, I got a call, and this lady was like, well, I met with my sorority group, and I've got a check for $250 and four bags of stuff. And I was like, okay. 
And then two weeks ago, um, somebody from Stumpy Point called me, and a man, and he said, are you the girl doing that cancer stuff bags? And I was like, sure, I'll be that girl. And he was like, well, I've got some money I want to send you. And I was like, well, okay, send it on. So what I thought had ended has obviously continued on, and so I've got some stuff in my living room, so it won't be long before I'll start back up and get things going. Um, but I did, you know, some of the things that are in there, like lotion, chapstick, activity books, like word searches and things like that. Um, just something that I hope will bring comfort. Everybody got a Bible in their chemo care bag. Everybody got a couple of Bible verses to go along. And most of them have um, words of encouragement, just different cards. I'd ask people if, if, if you don't, you know, if anything, just, you know, write a card and give somebody some encouragement. And I even had some kids that made some cards, some arts and crafts cards, and, and put those in there. So, um... That's my kingdom assignment, and I, too, if anybody um, is still interested in helping, I'm still taking donations because this is ongoing, I guess. So, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Let me just wrap up with a couple thoughts and send you out. Number one... Uh, these are not professional Christian people over here. You know what I mean? These are, these are folks just like you. They're all volunteers. And you've heard about volunteerism. You've heard about um, uh, how some of them start out and say, I had no idea what I was going to do. The second thing is, all of these projects, I know Laura just mentioned it, but all of these projects are ongoing. Right? None of them, I hope, have come to an end. If you, you have a list in your worship guide of their names, I'm going to ask all 10 of you or however many of there are of you to stand just kind of over in this. Why don't, you, why don't you just come right over on this side of where I am when we're done and just hang out. If you want to come up to them and say, give me your contact information so I can get plugged in with what you're doing. And, uh, and if it's Jane with the Crisis Pregnancy Center or if it's John with the boxes for the soldiers in Bulgaria, just uh, contact me at Nags Head Church and, and, uh, and we'll get you his contact info as well because these things go on. Um, the other thing I want to say and ask the question of all of us here today is very simply this. Uh, what, is, what is your kingdom assignment? What do you mean? I wasn't one of the 10 that raised my hand that came forward as uh, Sarah said that stuck my foot in my mouth. Um, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have the same obligation and responsibility to invest in the kingdom somehow with the passions, the skills, the talents, the friends. What I heard from several of them is, is that th this didn't stop with them. They're enlarging this whole tent. And uh, that's what's exciting. What's your kingdom assignment? I want you to figure it out. I want you to know. I really love what God's done in these folks, don't you? But listen to me. What he's done in this handful of people, he can do with every single one of us in this room, whether we, if we join them or if we launch out on something on our own. But God wants us to invest in his kingdom and to point people to Christ. And I hope that all of them, as people say, why are you doing this? I hope they tell the little story about, well, one Sunday, my pastor did this and asked me to do that. And I want to be a part of his kingdom and, and be investing in it and and. This is about Christ using me and have an opportunity to witness that way. So I'm very thankful for y'all. Proud of y'all, what you've done. 
and you get to do this all over again at the next gathering, okay? So God bless you. Let's stand and be dismissed with a word of prayer. You guys come on right up. If you want to come make your way over here and just kind of hang out. I'm glad you came today. And I think, I think this is one of the greatest sermons we could ever hear, isn't it? Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for them. I'll tell you what, let's do. There's a whole bunch of it gathered together. If I'm from Sarah, oh, you guys, if you'll go on, on that side, we'll balance it out a little bit, all right? So find whoever it is you want to talk to. God, give us a great week. You started us off well this morning, worshiping you, being overwhelmed by your grace and by your mercy. And then, Lord, being inspired and motivated by, by these brothers and sisters with what you can do. If we'll just say, Lord, I'm yours. Uh, use me however you desire to make an impact in my community, in my world, to further your kingdom. And I pray for those lives that they touch with all these different things, the, the water and the bags and the, and the backpacks and, the, and just on and on the youth ministry and all the things that, that we've, taught, we've heard about today, God. I pray that people will come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Uh, bless everyone here today. Give us a great week for you. Uh, it's been great to be in your house with your people. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you. This has been a presentation of Nags Head Church. Love God, love others, reach the world.